0: Hey everyone, welcome to More Than Mises Guys. This podcast is usually a journey through transforms from the beginning of the anime series, but we are going from the beginning of the UK comic. And I'm here with Boo of the Axelon Underground.com. And we are going to be going through the issues issue issue. Well, we're going to go through each, each issue issue by issue and uh, see how it uh, holds up. We're going to complain about coloring, we're probably going to compare different pencilers. And things like that. But uh, anyways, welcome, Boo. Nice to see you, man. We've got issues. Oh, we all have <laughs> issues. Hello, so everyone. So issues. <laughs> <laughs> so, man, this is actually really cool. Uh, this is the first of the uh, UK exclusive stories. Now, yes. as you told me, um, and I don't remember this issue, the American uh, issue, but this, this is a reprint of the American comics. Correct.
1: Uh, I want to say issue
0: 33. There's a glut in the middle there that I just don't read because you know, you when you read things over the years, you go back and read the um, the hot takes, the the big points in the show. Um, you read the really bad, the really great. Um, like you know, I've read Car Wash Doom a couple times because it's that bad. But then you know, you read uh, things like T- Target 2005. You read uh, the Time War stuff. You read the really good issues. I've read the to the end of the um, you know, the American issues that you know I, I thought was really good art and storytelling. But they're right there in the middle, some really hard stuff to read.
1: Oh yeah. And that's what this is in the middle of that. It's like issues thirty three and thirty four cover this this story. So yeah. uh and it was kind of an aside and they made it out like it was gonna be something that recurred, like they were gonna reprint more of these UK comics in Marvel as like little filler stories, and they never did.
0: <laughs> Man, I got to say though um you brought this up last time we had a uh, an episode together and I completely forgot about it and then I sent some screenshots of the art to to Ed and he's like, "Dude, of course, that's freaking John Ridgway. So um I got to say yeah. the art in this book is so good. And um you brought it up because you know I'm a big uh, fan of uh, Hellblazer. Yeah. And uh yeah, I mean, if you look at early issues of Hellblazer and you look at uh, this this issue the art style is such detail oriented, heavy shadows with pencil shadows, not just like color shadows. Mm-hmm. There's a very dynamic penciling in this issue. So it was really cool to see this.
1: And he he's really great at showing depth just with you yeah. know his little cross hatchings and stuff in there.
0: Oh yeah. Th- yeah,
1: when we brought up the Hellblazer the first time is when he did the cover of uh want to say issue number five where Thundercracker is yes! holding uh spark plug.
0: That, okay, that makes more sense now, thinking about, okay, so, you know, I, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a dad, I'm in school, I have a full-time job, I do this on the site also, and, uh yeah. I so, have no I'm, life. <laughs> <laughs> you are a font of knowledge because of that, though. Uh, but, yeah, I forget things that happened yesterday, so this is actually really cool to have this. So, I appreciate that about you. And uh looking at that was a great cover, so that makes a lot of, a lot of good sense.
1: Yeah, we talked a lot about that cover.
0: Yeah, we did. And um, okay, thinking back about it, he did Thundercracker in a very toy true way, but it didn't look like a toy. That makes sense. He did uh, Jazz the same way here. Yeah. It looked like the toy, but it didn't look like, you know, blocky like the toy. So I really appreciate that. That's really, that's a really nice uh, touch.
1: Yeah, he has a knack of making the toys look dynamic
0: which is something we've all wanted for how long now 40 years right
1: and, and what we have that optimus coming out soon that, yeah the hybrid you know yeah yeah where he's like the toy but he's all posable yeah so that's the john ridgeway method <laughs>
0: right. Hey, um i real quick i got to throw in there real quick um ed is well okay so ed first fell during the uh the karate regional champions uh championship through a crane kick last last week this week he has covid so, uh, man. man, he is not catching the break at all, mm. but, um, but that's uh, fine though. We, uh, Boo and I've been talking about this issue for a little while and I'm actually, uh, really, really glad to get to it. And, um, so I also, if people are, if you're listening to this, go back and listen to last week's, uh, interview with, uh, Jessica Giovanni. I finally trained myself to say that, right? Uh, she was a treat, she is so nice, and I've been telling yeah, emailing back and forth with her, with her. She's a fantastic person to talk to, even if she you don't care about cyberverse. Um, we should all support the people who um add not take away but add to trans fandom in some way, shape, or form. So, big big proponent of that, and uh, you know, yeah, we I, I thought I,
1: cyberverse I, was a, a really fun series.
0: You know, I've never finished it, but things I, I watched a bunch of season one, I watched a little bit of season two, it was a really fun series. It was very it was lighthearted it it did kind of the broad strokes of a lot of things but it actually told the uh transform story we've had through the comics and the uh, retcons and things really well you know, the yeah the whole thing with uh megatron being a gladiator and um you know and then the split with the uh, decepticons and autobots and then you know things that come after it was did a really good
1: job oh yeah well they actually dove pretty deep into like the seeker's relationship with uh windblade too which i thought was pretty cool yeah but when you get further into the series and they start bringing in quintessons and stuff, it just goes off the rails. It, it's a good series.
0: Gosh, Tarn at the end too.
1: My only complaint was there
0: wasn't more of it. <laughs> I, well, you know, this one of the series is uh, we we don't always get into it when it shows, uh, but we get into it later and uh, go back and rewatching it. It's all on YouTube if you guys want to watch it. It's it's free to watch. It's great. Um, The voice acting is really good, actually, mm-hmm. and the animation is a little jarring if you're a G1 fan like we are, but we've always adapted to new series. We always change, we adapt, we accept things as they go. And I'll be honest with you, this show is a lot more fun to watch than the uh, War for Cybertron series. Because that is oh, so yeah. melodramatic. Um the thing with uh then we always forget with Transformers is Transformers was very lighthearted in the original series. There were heavy tones, but a lot of the, uh a lot of the things were very lighthearted and very they they touched on things very lightly. And this did the same thing. It doesn't get too deep into the weeds and stuff. So um yeah, I so I would uh, I recommend everyone go back and watch the YouTube, listen to the um the podcast. She's fantastic. It's only half an hour. It will, you know, won't kill you to you know, devote yourself to a, like an episode of uh One Punch Man or you know however long that takes. Um, it's it's a very easy, very fun um episode to listen and um she's very charming. Um, so anyways, yeah, let's get back into this, man. Um we okay, it's funny, like we get into this editor's note, he is happy. He can see he's excited about this. Is their first standalone issue. Mm-hmm. He's kind of like gushing about it. It's kind of cool to see, but um. I'm kind They're of taking confused. off
1: the training wheels. Yeah, they are. <laughs> and
0: um I'll you know if, if those of you who've uh, read the UK issues over the years uh you know that they take off the training wheels a lot. UK is a lot more um a lot more brutal than the American issues which is great you know Simon Furman um you know he was he's well known nowadays but back then he was the British um storyteller before he came to oh, the yeah. American storytelling so you, if you get a, those high concept uh, transformer stories that starts in the UK comics, so I'm really excited about that. But um, I'm kind of kind of confused. And they uh, they had the uh, Autobot, um, the 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 what is it the uh, what they call the Autobot fact file. Mm-hmm. You would think it'd be jazz, right? Right. It's it's Sideswipe, which is cool. <laughs> he's he's one of my favorite uh, Autobots because he could have easily been a Decepticon. His write up, he's um. Him and Sunstreaker both. They're uh they're pretty, I don't know, they're they're kind of like frat boys with guns. Yeah. <laughs> so they could easily have been either way. So it's kind of cool to see that. I but, always uh,
1: thought of them as like a, a Maverick and Iceman. Team <laughs> <up>. <laughs> yeah, it's actually not they're, bad. They're kind of jerks, but you know, they're really good at what they do.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. Uh we are going off the uh the original miniseries, the first eight issues of the uh, UK or the four first First four issues of the American comic, um, they were kind of like that. And they were like they were kind of showing each other up. They were um they didn't like to be left on the sidelines. And uh it was one of the things where they were very um, let's see, well, Sideswipe's known to be brash, but they're very um full of themselves. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of fun to watch that. And even in the G1 series, um Sideswipe and and uh Sunstreak are very um are very Maverick and Iceman. Yeah, I mean it's yeah. a great way to put it.
1: So you mentioned Simon Furman. Yeah. He didn't write this issue. This isn't he hasn't come in yet. This is Steve Parkhouse did this one, which he'd worked in the comic industry since like 1967. Mm -hmm. And he did writing, lettering, artwork like he was the triple threat in comics. And he did a lot of writing for uh, Doctor Who uh, comics, Um, especially for like the fourth, fifth and sixth Doctor's. And then he did uh, Black Knight, 2000 AD, and a lot of others. But he's best known right now, lately, for uh, being the co-creator of Resident Alien. Really? Yeah. I don't know if you've seen the sci-fi series with Alvin Tudyk. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's the co-creator of that uh, series. I guess it was for maybe Dark Horse.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then he's... Married to Annie Parkhouse, whose maiden name is, is I think it's Hafakri or Hafakry. I'm butchering that, whichever way it goes. But she was the letterer. She's a well-known letter in the UK who worked on Transformers UK, Death's Head, Action Force oh, in man. 2000 AD. Uh, and she also worked on Hellblazer. And she's <laughs> currently the main letterer for Judge Dredd.
0: All comes together. Well, you know, Judge Judge Dread got to start with the 2080, and that was a that was a 2080 kind of uh, story in there. So that's actually really cool to see how close Judge Dread is actually to Transformers and Doctor Who and uh, Death Head, because you can all see them in the same universe. Oh
1: yeah, that'd be a fun watch.
0: (laughs) Oh man, Judge Dread versus Death's Head versus Transformers, or you know, whatever collaborative. Yeah. You trying to arrest
1: Galvatron. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, this really cool thing. I was listening to a, a podcast about Judge Dredd recently, and uh, they're talking about how the travesty of the uh, like '95 movie, I think, is what it was '95, mm-hmm. and how good the uh, like 2003 Dread uh, was with um oh God, what's his name? His um he plays uh McCoy in the new Star Trek movies. Um, anyways, how good it was that he never took off his helmet because. The whole thing was like justice doesn't have a face. It was just like the the big, you know, protruding chin and stuff. Um, how they, they made a point there in the whole Death Head comic run to not take off his helmet. Right. Because there's no point in that. He's, oh, you mean Judge Dredd. Judge Dredd, I'm sorry, yeah. Um, so yeah, it was a whole thing of like um making it so where you never had um you never had a look at his face because it wasn't necessary. He was a symbol. Oh, you mean the the Carl Urban? Carl Urban, thank you. Yeah, yes. McCoy. Yeah, New he's British. butcher on the boys. Yes, he is. Carl yeah. Urban is one of those guys who's just kind of like bled into the uh, the the zeitgeist of nerdum uh, nerdum. Uh,
1: oh yeah, he he's been he's in great. everything since. Yeah, like Lord of the Rings. I think he was yeah. on like Hercules and Xena or that. Like any thing that you filmed in New Zealand. Yeah,
0: he's if, on
1: that. Yeah. If any of
0: y'all have never watched the, um, I think it's two thousand three, uh, uh, Dread. It's just called Dread. That is a fantastic um, uh, kind of rendition of the world of Judge Dredd. It is brutal. It is dirty, and it's it's great. But um, anyways, I'm sorry. It was a, it's a little side tangent because I heard it t- uh, 2008. But uh, oh, uh,
1: 2012. That's what it was.
0: 2012. Okay. Oh, 2012. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, we're we're um, we're old now. Then all these years run together. So yeah, yeah. 2012 Dread. It's actually a great movie. I wish they could have done like a trilogy of those movies, but it didn't play that well. But um yeah, if you all like um Game of Thrones, it had um um what's her face uh the yeah, what's her name that it played the um uh, the the matriarch of um House Lannister?
1: Oh, uh Lena Headey.
0: Lena Headey. Yeah, she's yeah, crazy psycho great in that movie. So yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: it, it was a good compact story for Dread.
0: It was. It was a. It like it was like an issue or a small like uh, a serial of like several issues of a story of Dread. Mm-hmm. Because Judge Dread, the whole thing of the 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 story of Dread, is uh, the mega city and you know all the things that happen within these blocks. So they did a good job with that. They didn't try to make it bigger than it was. Like the Sylvester Stallone one in '95. Yeah, yeah. that was not a great movie, but. Anyways, <laughs> so we're going back to this, man. Um, I like some. These, see some of these, uh, these um letters that people write in. Like, there's a robots fan. He's just like, I was overjoyed when I saw this an action-packed comeback of robots. I love reading about robots and find that the Transformers is a great story as well as great toys. Can't disagree with you. If anyone disagrees with me, they must. In a matter of speaking, which I'm sure Optimus Prime would use, have a screw loose. <laughs> well said, Martin Ward of Hackney, London. Who knows? Maybe you can listen to this podcast now. I don't know. But uh, th- there's a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of the stories that are that, a lot of the stories, letters that come in there. You can see the fan base building. It was really kind of cool to see that.
1: Oh, yeah. And what we have the first Transformers fan letter written in on a computer.
0: Yeah, I saw that. That was great. Um. Yeah. Oh, what was his name? Um, Chris Wilkinson. Yes. From Huntington Chem's. I don't yeah, that. it's Cambridgeshire or Cambridgeshire. Oh, yeah, how so you how metropolitan you are. Good job.
1: Oh, I, I looked it up <laughs> to make sure I said it right and said it wrong the first
0: time. <laughs> nice. Yeah, he was actually really ha- happy that he was actually able to he was letter was preg- programmed on a TRS 80 N Earth computer, as he says in italics <laughs> or in the parentheses, and then printed on a computer paper. What is a TRS 80? I feel like I know that. We've come across that. I'm I'm sure it was just like an early um, you know free um, Windows, probably DOS computer.
1: Oh, yeah. It had to be like yeah. DOS or BASIC or something.
0: Yeah, I mean, I... Held, yeah, like, it was a Tandy. T- T- oh, yes, TRS. Yeah, Tandy. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, this is... They were saying this is actually the first letter they've received that was printed out on a computer paper and sent in. It was one of those things... where yeah, NerdFlex. Um, I'm sure... I, I know back in... Um,
1: that God, means it had holes in the side. Yeah.
0: <laughs> when we were young back when I was uh I was in middle school I, I did a lot of stuff on my um my my computer my dad got for the family and it was there was no internet there was no hard drive uh there were five and a quarter floppy disks and uh like a big old box of uh paper with uh, holes in inside yeah oh
1: yeah it was j- just massive like boxes of paper
0: yeah expensive big old boxes of paper yeah and uh the printers went zzzz. Z-z-z-z-z-z. It would be like an hour to print a paper, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I actually, in this issue also, they have a uh, Transformers toy checklist, so you can see all the toys that are out in Britain now. Like, give a little that was it. cool. That was really cool. I, I I did a screenshot of that just because I thought it was a really neat thing. It's like, you can see what toys are out, so people who are fans of the comic can collect all the Transformers. And I, it's notable that Megatron is still not out. Yeah. He's not on the checklist at all. The leader of the Decepticons is still not out. I almost kind of wonder if that's the thing with um, being a Briton, it was a gun. And I don't know if that was a thing with that, or maybe it was just the fact that they they kind of delayed his release. I'm not sure.
1: Yeah. There's quite a few of them. Like the ones that missed the list were uh, Sunstreaker, Trailbreaker, Prowl, Ironhide, Wheeljack, and Megatron out of that first set. So
0: I got to say though, um, I know... Um Prowl would've been like, one I would expected, but um Trailbreaker and Wheeljack wasn't really prevalent in these first issues. Yeah. So I can see that, but Megatron's pretty important. I, I wonder
1: if it might have been a licensing issue?
0: Perhaps be because
1: good. there's, you know, Diaclone was already out over there, so maybe they may yeah. have this and, and I guess Microchange as well. So Yeah.
0: That's a, that's actually a good point. I don't know. Um, but with
1: Megatron, you know, he's always been a problematic figure. So <laughs>
0: yes. and to this day, yes. Um, I've got I it. I really
1: wish we had one of these lists today so we could know what's actually out in the stars.
0: Oh, cause... my God. <laughs> that would have to be on the Internet and changing daily. You don't know what's in Ross every
1: day. <laughs> I was going to say, what's at Ross this week?
0: God, <laughs> I'm actually I've been I've been helping you collect some things. I know you don't have uh, m- many uh, op- options around you yeah and uh yeah I was just like I'll go in there like, what's in Ross today and you know which fantastic it's like getting toys at the original prices like
1: Ollie's list
0: thank God for Ollies and Ross for uh people with multiple kids jeez um anyways uh so yeah man uh, they were they did a um a um like uh created Decepticon contest. Which mm-hmm. uh, I'll put the art in here later on because it's later on in the comic. But uh we'll get into this though. Um we jump into Man of Iron. We're at uh was it Stansham, Stan Sangham Castle? Stan Stansham. Stansham Castle, thank you. I'm trying to read the uh little blur. I dude, I have that in my notes right here. I don't know why I'm trying to read that. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, so we have Stansham Castle. Um it's quite countryside in Stansham, England, which is a little village. I say village. I mean, I'm thinking like, like a Hot Fuzz kind of village. It might be bigger than that, but it's a yeah, village that's built around a uh, medieval castle, a uh, castle stenchum Um. So yeah, it's this nice little idyllic, shaded uh, art art kind of scene, and people are looking around this uh, this castle. And it's just kind of a it's a tourist thing. It's kind of cool, and there's this sleeping guard. He looks like um. Um the guy the the uh, the guard from um uh, Casablanca. um, I'm trying to think of his name right now. He has a little little mustache and a little hat and stuff like that. But um, he's sitting there sleeping, and there's a sonic boom, which they do the whole boom thing across, which I'll have on the uh, YouTube. <laughs> and he, his hat comes off. he's like, Whoa. But um, there are three f fifteens flying over.
1: That's Thundercracker's Oops. signature.
0: Yeah. Boom. <laughs> yeah. We've already <laughs> found out. Um, so yeah, then there's like these three F-15s. And it's kind of cool. Um, I'm gonna go ahead to the uh the, the coloring, which comes really soon after this. They're not colored like the three seekers, they're colored like um like um I guess it's like a kind of a light tan and green kind of camo. Mm-hmm. But I think they're supposed to represent the three seekers. I don't know if that was just a coloring, you know, flub there.
1: Yeah, and There's differences in the coloring between this and when they reprinted in the U.S. And then they did a collected comics also, and they were colored differently there, too. So there's like three different variations.
0: (laughs) I got to say that the coloring in this is so good. It's almost like a watercolor. Mm -hmm. Is Honestly, if any of you uh, want to pick up a great, uh, greatly um, drawn and colored comic, this is a fantastic comic right here.
1: Oh yeah, and this takes place actually during the miniseries, like somewhere during the events of issue 3.
0: Yeah. Um, and, um,
1: I guess the American comics, I guess it'd be what, around 6, 7?
0: Yeah, it was about that. Yeah. yeah, probably 6 or 7, somewhere like that. Yeah, And okay. like, you know, I'm kind of confused though because, uh, I don't know, it's almost like they retconned a, a story like hedged in like a little gap in the storytelling because we really don't see Jazz a lot in the um, later parts of the miniseries, do we? No, not, not too much. So that's probably why they used him. So, yeah, these three F 15s fly over the castle real low. They do the sonic boom and, like, they, the th- three fly off and then one breaks off. And then, uh, does what the, the guard assumes is a, um, a, um, suicide run at the castle and just drops bombs on the castle itself, which, you know, there's this huge explosion. He, he flies off, you know, and, but, Apparently, though, um, he when he did the uh, explosion, it was like the one missile was a uh, kind of a dummy, almost like a real low explosion. The other one embedded itself deep into the castle, and they fly off, whatever you know. Yeah. So it was almost, it's almost like one of those things, like um, it was like an afterthought. Like they just bombed this castle and kept flying. But um, yeah. So the guard, you know, he he calls a police ambulance and stuff like that. But they arrive and no one's hurt, which is you know nice, I guess. Which is not very um not very starscream of them, but uh, <laughs> just the gas was hurt and the officers talking to the guard says that the first bomb wasn't all that bad, the second one didn't go off. Curators called and told about the bombing and gets going. He's like coming down the stairs of his, you know, his his house and his wife's talking to him stuff. Um, I there was something kind of interesting about this though, uh, because you know the, the police and the, you know all this show up. The guy in the uh, who shows up to talk to him he's he looks military almost looks like he's part of um unit.
1: Yeah, he is actually. That's Captain Peter Whiteley.
0: Oh, really? So he's part of unit. Oh, that's really cool.
1: Yeah, he's military. Uh, the the uh, security guard's name is George Cousins. I, I dug into these characters. <laughs>
0: I'm glad you did, man.
1: I uh... and yeah, so Whiteley tells him, yeah, he responds to his call and says, yeah, one of them bombs exploded, one of them's dug in. And then they call the castle's curator, which is Roy Harker. Yeah, yeah.
0: And uh, Roy, his, his wife's like, Roy, are you going out? He's like, Yeah, I've got some some bomb threat at the uh at the uh, castle. And they're like, Oh, well, hey, while you're out, take a look for uh, Sammy. He likes to play in the woods around there, and make sure he comes home. They're like, Yeah, yeah, okay, okay, I'll I'll take care of it. So um. Uh, he drives, Roy drives out there to the woods. He's you know, it gets out. He's like, he starts calling for Sammy. He's like, Sammy. You know what you do when you're like calling your kids and they ignore you? Cause you know, the lights are coming on in the streets and the sun's going down or, or like we did. I don't yeah. know if kids play like that anymore. But uh, so Sammy is like sitting there. He's like, he's in the bushes. He's kind of looking out. He's like, yeah, I'm not, not going to you. He's got like a little head thing around his head. Cause he's playing like, um, I, I almost Sweet. wonder if he, uh, What's that?
1: Oh, he, he's playing Native American.
0: I was gonna say, yeah, uh, he's playing some first uh, First Nations people. Like, I almost wonder if he like watched some uh, like some uh, early like Lone Ranger, Cowboys and Indians on a on a British television.
1: Oh yeah, something like that, or like Daniel Boone, or something like that. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. He's playing that. He's he's like uh, he's doing the whole like you know, me need Braves to help to take care of this, and he's talking like that. He's talking like that really bad early um, you know, American Indian.
1: Um, oh, yeah, the stereotype from the yeah. 50s. And yeah. yeah, his role play name is Running Wolf. That's right.
0: <laughs> well, old Running Wolf, uh, he's he's going to send a message to Crowfoot. Tell him, bring many braves. So he shoots an arrow into the tree. And um, I got to hand it to him. And he, uh, the, the arrow actually does better than any bone arrow I made when I was a kid. Sticks to a branch. And I guess he's only got one arrow. So he's got to climb up there in the tree. He shimmies at the branch. He's moving along there. He sees He's like, I just get out to this one. Uh, he goes to grab the arrow. and He looks over and there's jazz. Jazz <laughs> is like right there. <laughs> Dude's sneaky. Yeah, he is. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, Whoa! um, like toy jazz. Like the, the uh, image of uh, jazz's head on the, on the, uh, the car hood is just standing there looking at him at, at the uh, limb height. But he, yeah, so Sammy gets real, real, real uh lonesome for his dad really quick. Yeah. Dad, dad. Um, so yeah, he he just starts running for him and like once again, we're talking about you, you said like um Ridgeway did a really good job of, of creating dynamic looking robots that look like the original toys.
1: On mm-hmm.
0: the end of the feet and everything. Because I'm looking at this, this, uh, this this cell. Where he's watching, walking on the branch, cracking it and stuff. It is he must Ridgeway must have had a toy of Jazz sitting right up here. And he's like drawing, looking at the uh the toy. Cause it is yeah. so spot on. Everything about the toy is great. And uh, Sammy runs after his dad, and his dad is driving off because you know he was a jerk and hidden in, in the in the bushes. But uh <laughs> then jazz <laughs> he's like standing in the woods, he's like looking at the kid, and the kid's like, no! He
1: doesn't say a word to the kid. He, just he's just like, him. he doesn't even catch you when he falls out of the tree. No. He watches the kid fall and take off.
0: He's, he's following his, his orders to the T. He's just observing everything. And this kid is traumatized, man. He is running home. He is, like, full tilt, like, panic running. Like, we've all done when we were kids at some point. <laughs> he doesn't stop running he doesn't Oh, even it. more so with the giant robot face to oh, face dude. can you imagine like if you like went to a giant killer robot looking at you well I don't know but you, you've probably been like hey what's up um, but uh, most kids would have uh, run like the home and like the hope that they didn't get into the house but what does Jazz do though Jazz transforms and follows him like a creeper oh yeah all the way back to his house
1: Satan's Porsche is following
0: Sammy. <laughs> <laughs> nice callback to the 2007 movie. Um, yeah, the uh, he he Jazz pulls up. You know, nothing looks out of place where this rally car version of a Porsche is pulled from this kid's house, looking at his uh, his address and uh, everything, noting it all. And uh, so yeah, he like does a whole thing like goes uh, like Autobot codename Jazz to Autobot leader subject under surveillance security threat minimal advise. This is the most stilted um, dialogue we've seen mm. yet. Out uh, now, I understand because a lot of the uh, the probably the writers in uh, the UK comics really didn't know how to portray the uh, Autobots or any, any of the Transformers.
1: Yeah, they they had a lot of nothing to work off of. That's why they yeah. kind of wrote it where it could kind of stick in between the yeah. the American stories. So yeah, which, the uh, well, I mean, yeah, this set the tone for the UK comics. Simon Furman even said when he picked it up uh, after these guys that that really just set the tone for how the UK comics w-
0: worked. That's great. It really separated the American and the UK really nicely that way. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, he's just sitting in front on the, on the curb in front of this kid's house. And, um, the, um, what's his, is the guy from unit, uh, uh Captain Whiteley. Yes. Captain Whitley Whiteley is talking to, uh, Roy kind of going over everything. He, like Roy's like, Hey, you like, you know, I, my, my kids come home. He's, he's, uh, he's exasperated talking to my, uh, my wife and something's happened. Well, I, actually they, they're talking for a little while. Then someone comes and tells Mr. Harker about it. Um, mm-hmm. There's this whole thing where um he there's something going on with the kid he's uh he's he's kind of frantic and the, Roy's like what what's going on, but I gotta say though once again Ridgeway makes a meal out of every panel, mm-hmm. the art in this is so good, I was just blown away. And I think uh, I sent it to you and Andres like, holy crap, this is such good art after we've had the art from the first four issues like or UK eight issues. Mm-hmm. This is like, this is way, way beyond.
1: Oh, yeah. Even the details on, uh, like Jazz's vehicle mode, you can see like all the details in the grill yeah. on that Porsche. I every mean, it's
0: sticker, every, every curve of that Porsche yeah. is perfect.
1: And he, well, even the architectural drawings he did of the buildings yeah. around him, the sidewalks. I mean, he could have been in city planning.
0: Yeah. You well, know, like, this, I'm just getting the feeling Ridgeway was a, um, was a uh, architectural artist before mm-hmm. this. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But uh we we go right into um Roy t- you know telling a story about the knights around uh Stans- Stansham, Stansham Castle. Yes. Yeah. And uh the whole thing with uh you know how you know there there was this this big battle and uh, there was this uh suddenly there was this man of iron that kind of turned the tides. Oh yeah in 1017 Arnold Dominic Arnold Dominic, yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everyone, you just listen this one. Go back and listen, to Arnold Dominic. Um, so yeah, the, it, it's kind of cool. The, uh, the line art is this is so rich, but then it flows over the 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 uh, the uh, color. And we've been really crapping on the American colorist. Um, what's his name again? Uh, Nell Yamtov. Yamtov, yes. He looks like he's look. He looks like a. Kindergartner with crayons compared to this art. This is gorgeous, lush watercolor, beautiful art. And the uh, the uh, the the art from John Ridgway really plays into the uh, the coloring of this because the the shadows are really deep, and the colorings. Um, whoever did the coloring of that, I, I didn't look at. It, I'm sorry. I know you probably know. Did a lot of nice highlighting with uh different colors, which so it made it really stand out nicely. So. Yeah, man, the uh, the suddenly the man of iron of great height and girth seeming uh, unneedful of quarrel, spirit or sword. He shows up. And, OK, so the man of iron first looks like a really almost like you're um you're in elementary school like we all were at this point. Oh, you and I, at least drawing <laughs> Megatron. It's a really, really rough drawing of a uh, of a big robot.
1: Yeah, he's like a mix of Megatron and Jazz,
0: kind of. Yeah, he's 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 got these weird kind of like um, shoulder th- things going over, and he's got this the red midriff like uh, like Megatron has, but he's very he's a lot less you know bulky, so mm. he has a nice mix there. And he's very I, generic. He is, but as you go further through the story, uh, he looks like um, in the next panel. He looks a little more like Jazz from the back. It's like they're they're slowly adapting to look more like that, You even them to the gun and the missile launcher and everything. And his, and his face starts to look more like jazz.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But uh, yeah, so um, there this whole story about the uh, the founding of Stansham Castle and the uh, the Man of Iron. Mm-hmm. And so uh, yeah, he 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 leaves and um, does this whole thing.
1: Well, yeah, he fires like warning shots at him, and yeah. a priest like begs him to return to wherever he came from.
0: Yeah, <laughs> which is great. Um, I'm going to break the uh, the story here for a second because this is where the um, created Decepticon like uh, uh, art came in. Oh yeah, and you know honestly, I, I really like. There's a uh, Christian who's eight years old, not a bad job. There's uh this guy who's a uh, ten years old, his fire blaster Decepticon boat, mm-hmm. and he does a pretty good job. He did he did uh, drawing like auto, or Transformers like I did. Where you want to make sure every piece fits somewhere. And he did yeah. that sort of thing with his boat. It was a really n- nice job. Um, there's uh, Stephen Ritter who did Fire Blaster, it was a very, almost kind of cool, like um, relief, um, heavy painted, uh, or heavy, uh, maybe marker version of a, a seeker or something like that.
1: Oh, yeah. He's got the whole background going. Yeah, he does. The flames and everything.
0: Old Jimmy Chang, who's nine years old, just completely drew a Veritech. He did a Valkyrie. Right.
1: <laughs> i guess no one would notice <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> he, well and this is before robotech came out so he kind of beat him to the
0: punch well yeah maybe macross sees jimmy chang maybe he um maybe he was getting like um you know some uh macross stuff already yeah even to the uh the the double can that came out of the um out of the uh, boosters yeah everything it, it is a full-on valkyrie it looks, it's actually not a bad job for a nine-year-old
1: yeah, no, it's a really good Valkyrie. It's, it's certainly identifiable right off the bat.
0: Oh, 100%. Then this dude, Julian Boot, who's 14, did Mimic, which, dude, he's his art's pretty good for a 14-year-old. Mm-hmm. It was very very detailed. Like, He's got
1: everything labeled. And... Oh,
0: yeah, labeled. He did a, a full-on blurb, like a paragraph about the character. But even like the panels and everything, it has a lot of nice shading, a lot of depth and stuff. I was actually really impressed by this. But uh, yeah, you have like other characters like Night Stalker, who looks like a uh, he's a Ravage, um, you know, he, he's essentially Ravage, but like a wolf or something. I don't know.
1: Well, there's an interesting thing about Night Stalker, too. Yep. Because in the, uh, I want to say the 1985 annual, mm-hmm. maybe 86, uh, there's a story called State Games, which is like a prequel story about Megatron.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: OK, as a gladiator. And there's a character in her named Night Stalker. Nice. Who was Ravage's partner, who was another like black feline, you know, bodyguard for uh like a one of the leaders called Overlord. Oh yeah. Yeah, and that's when Ravage betrays him and joins with Megatron. And they kill Overlord and apparently Night Stalker as well. So uh, for a long time a lot of people thought they were connected. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So James Hill, the writer of State Games, says it was just a coincidence. Well that he... you know they made a similar character as that, because I mean that's kind of easy to, to bounce off of. But yeah. they eventually made a toy for Night Stalker, which was yeah, Ross. Yeah, and he was a uh Ravage colored steel jaw with ravages like hip rockets.
0: Okay. yeah he
1: he came with the encore twin cast in 2012
0: oh okay
1: he also got a masterpiece figure that came like in a set with stripes and wing thing and enemy
0: really okay yeah you know that
1: weird like red recolored rumble it's like a yeah yeah and then the red one yeah, and then Wing Thing, you know, is the orange rat bat and stripes is yeah. a tiger colored ravage. So,
0: I got the uh siege version of those, uh, the um, the Hasbro Pulse version of this. Mm-hmm. Okay, so right. yeah,
1: so there's like a, a convergence there, but yeah, apparently it was just coincidence that they I mean, had the same idea.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's it, 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 uh, come on, honestly, a 12 year old had this idea, so Night is not a really I mean, you can just look at Kulchak, the Night Stalker. These right. are this name is pretty common, so like it was a it was a like a coincidence, I'm sure. And like I said, you know, if you go to uh, Ross right now, you probably find a Beast Wars version of Night Stalker in the stores. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ross, Ross Night Prowler, great. I think. Night Prowler is it really Night Prowler?
1: I believe it's Night Prowler. <laughs> okay, well,
0: all It's right, so that's as adjacent. <laughs> <laughs> Really cool thing, though, they did after this, uh, when they had a little blurb in their, like a contest, like, here's your chance to get into space. They had a thing where they asked questions about the, the solar system in space, and uh, they could send in a um, a postcard or a um, a letter with all your answers in there and enter this contest. That's kind of cool.
1: Oh, yeah, like the first one was What's the Planet Nearest the Sun? Yeah. And it was but, Mercury. yeah. Yeah, which planet's red in color, Mars, and which planet has the same name as a famous Walt Disney cartoon character? And the answer to that one is not so fast.
0: <laughs> not so fast. <laughs> it's a dwarf planet. <laughs> and, okay.
1: Neil deGrasse Tyson stepped in on that one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we were watching something earlier, uh, um, Alice, Alice and I, we were watching, like talking about like the uh, solar system and all eight planets, and I stopped... And I put my hand down, like, all right, yeah. All right. I know it's dwarf planet.
1: It's we, hard not to go to nine. We we had nine, like, hammered into us. We
0: but... were going for ten with the, the Planet X. Remember that stuff?
1: Oh, yeah. And we're oh, still yeah. looking for Planet X, but, you know, the X doesn't stand for ten anymore. It's just <laughs> brand X.
0: I, I, okay, well, my, my fault here. I didn't realize Planet X stood for ten. I thought it was, like, Planet X, like, you know, it was, like, this is, like, um almost like a big big event planet x we don't know what it's called so we're gonna call it planet x and so they multi-purposed course, it yeah i guess this planet <laughs> x makes more sense as planet 10 all right well my uh my uh elementary school and middle school uh self thought planet x sounded really cool yeah but uh you know just Kuiper belt planets but, uh yo so we go back to uh Roy and he's reading the story he looks like an 80s sitcom dad with his sweater vest and everything tie he's um he's talking about how you know these this man of iron was seen in this vicinity of th- three times in all
1: mm-hmm.
0: and um there seems to be no pattern to his appearances and such but uh according to the parish record records sorry. Um, and Earth Tremor preceded each visitation. So uh, he's like, isn't it interesting? And, and uh, Sammy's like, I think it's scary. But uh, so they're... he's trying to like, kind of suss out from, from Sammy Roya's about like, so th- this uh, robot seemed familiar at all to you? Did it seem like it was, uh, you know, kind of close to what you thought? Sh- he shows him a drawing. From a, from a scroll. I guess he gets to take home all of the cool artifacts from the medieval castle that's 900 years old.
1: He's a curator. Who's going to stop him?
0: Dude. <laughs> I, I guess, man. Uh, so he's like, did it look like this? And Sammy's like, yeah, I actually it looked more or less like that. How did you know? He's like, Sammy, this drawing is 900 years old. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, yeah. Dude, I, I got to say once again, I, I feel like I said this ad nauseum. If y'all want to see some really good art. Hey, if any of y'all love early Hellblazer, John Constantine Hellblazer, if y'all like that art, the art in this book is so good. I would yeah, definitely recommend checking it out. Yeah,
1: it's, it's very good art. The Just the details, the layers and colors are
0: and yeah, if you guys right. watch YouTube, I'll I'll have this on the YouTube, um, you know, little little blurb so you can check it out. But you can't. I want to find a, an issue of this, like a, a paper issue, of this you know, a, a hard copy. Now, I've got this digitally, but it's not really the same. You know, you can look at it. And it's like yeah, it's really impressive. But I want to have a digital or a a paper art version of it.
1: Yeah. So IDW had a little fun with this. Really? Yeah. And they did like a an additional story or add on to this, and the Man of Iron is actually Fastlane.
0: Of all the Autobots to have is Fastlane.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, I'm trying to picture Fastlane, and I I don't see it, but you, you know, know the clones. Yeah, yeah, fast yeah, lane, exactly. yeah. I don't see it, but you know that's not saying it's not right.
1: Yeah. But yeah, that's. Uh As we get into the story, I guess it, it could work out to make a little more sense, especially sure. why he would look different. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, That's what IDW did with it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not wrong at all. I've actually uh, I've really enjoyed the IDW version of uh, Transformers. It's a nice, it's a different take. The, their own style, it's really nice.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's like well, Jamie, they their own style.
1: And IDW went out of their way to reprint like most of the UK comics in like regular American comics form, yeah. format,
0: which get on them for doing that. Yeah, but dude, right here where it all comes off the rails, your favorite comic.
1: Oh yes, <laughs> got some Machine Man. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs>
0: I actually read through it this time. I didn't. I didn't go in depth into it, but I read through it. Mm-hmm. You had to finish
1: the the story. I mean, I had not know what happened. Part. Yeah, he hooked you.
0: Aaron had to tell me his story. So yeah, man, there. Uh, Dino Mutt himself is uh, being chased by the cops. Yeah, he goes
1: on the lam to prove his innocence. <laughs>
0: Yeah, he's he's shot by the cops. Apparently, this is not in Britain because this is this. They're shooting the guns, asking questions later.
1: Yeah, that's Merca.
0: <laughs> pro- it was probably in Dallas somewhere. It's probably in Texas, <laughs> or or uh, in New York. Either way, yeah. So yeah, yeah it looks
1: pretty dirty. So it's probably that that late seventies, <laughs> early eighties. You know, New York cover your kids' eyes as you go through Times Square,
0: New York. <laughs> <laughs> or New Orleans. Um so uh yeah. So we back get back to the office of Senator Brickman. He is looking full on um what was uh oh gosh, what was the, the Green Goblins uh um oh Norman Osborne? Norman Osborn. he looks full on Norman Osborne with a hairline, it's like the wispy peak thing going on.
1: Yeah, he's got shades of him and like uh Gyrick.
0: I can see that, yeah. Yeah. He look his mouth is huge. He's got the, the flare lines behind him to draw attention to like there's something going on. It's 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 very dynamic early, <laughs> I guess, I guess silver age sort of um was it silver age, I think it was. Yeah. Silver age um comic panel kind of like art. Oh yeah, it's ditko, so yeah, so it makes a lot of sense.
1: And I like to call those narcissism lines because they're all like look at me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it all flows into the center of the frame. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. And he's been, (laughs) Brigman is just like saying, like, how he's doing this. Machine Man's taking the fall for him. And they're doing all, he's like, he's doing all the work for him. Dude, I kind of feel bad for Machine Man. I can't believe I'm saying that. He actually made me feel bad for Machine Man.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's kind of like, I guess Daenerys in Game of Thrones is like, you know. (laughs) She looks good because everybody she's fighting is way worse than she is.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not that's not wrong. But it, dude, like the machine man goes to see his buddy Peter in prison, and I had to look at this this uh, this panel. Like, why does it look like his his window is a prison cell window? It's like the old like you know bars like like there's there's six uh, squares because there's the four bars.
1: Yeah, it's like it's the old re- school like prison window.
0: Yeah, Peter's like you shouldn't be here right now. They're gonna find you.
1: I'm surprised he's not playing a harmonica. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Nobody knows the <laughs> trouble I've seen. Yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. So he shows up and um, he's he's talking to him like I should see my friend Peter. He sees Peter. Peter's like, you got to get out of here, dude. Seriously. And uh,
1: yeah. X fifty one design has no idea of like social conventions or <laughs> how
0: Zero. things work. Zero idea. But I gotta I gotta stop real quick because there's a robot roundup. Oh yes, this is actually kind of cool. Um, like many people in, in like I grew up in Florida, I had I'd gone to Disney World three times. Well, apparently like four times I was real little, but uh, you know, of course, you don't remember that. But uh three times that I can remember twice as an adult so I drink my drink my world way around uh, Epcot uh so uh but I'm surprised but, you weren't there all the time
1: I mean it's like right there
0: <laughs> yeah an eight hour drive away right there yeah I live in the panhandle, man. I was closer to you than I was to Disney. I'm in Texas
1: eight hours that's just like across Houston
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong <laughs> but uh yeah though uh you had to fight alligators when you got down to, down to wow. Disney though it's different. <laughs> that's fun <laughs> yeah, so it's all about the uh the world of tomorrow with epcot and like there was is, is a big thing like they're in the um they're in the 70s in the 80s about the world of tomorrow the automatons the kind of ro- robotics the um the uh, animatronics for, of epcot
1: they they made a really big deal about that
0: did did you ever go when you were a kid
1: uh, no, I only went, uh, once to BotCon when it was there and That's I didn't right. actually go into Disney. I just like did BotCon stuff.
0: <laughs> There's this great thing <laughs> called the, uh, Carousel of Progress, Carousel of Progress. You sit in a seat and they spin you around this, uh, this almost like this, like a, like a circular thing. They take it to different animatronic scenes where like, you know, like uh, the first they're talking about their, their new fangled, uh, ovens and they can, they can, they can have two ovens and they can use gas and they. It was like very 50s, like newfangled idea kind of stuff.
1: I was going to say, it's like the the cartoons they would show that would show you what the future was going to be like, but they like built it for real.
0: 100%. That exactly. And
1: And I mean, this is what influenced like Fallout.
0: Oh, yeah. Dude, if you love Fallout, you should definitely ride the Carousel Progress. There's never a long line. And it it was a good break from the heat in Florida because... Florida is Satan's taint. And uh, you will see that <laughs> air conditioning, it feels so good. It's, there's certain rides in Disney. If, it, if you're going there at any time of the year when it's hot, you want to ride. Um, um, Spaceship Earth, which is a very boring thing, for, except for people like me who are natural resource conservation majors. And, um, and then like, you know, the Spaceship Earth, things like that. Uh, so you, but you go into, um, the carousel progress and you see these animatronics and there's this guy sitting there, you know, he has his, um, newspaper and he's uh, his pipe and his, his dog scraps is jumping around and stuff. And they're, they're singing a song about the, um, the carousel progress, but there, it's, it's one of those things it's a, it's a, almost a, a time capsule of, uh, what they thought things were going to be like now compared to what they were, like they thought of like in the seventies or things are going to be now. So it was kind of neat to see that. But this this whole robot roundup is about that. Um, there's this this picture of like IB4E and his creator of like basically this animatronic mannequin guy, Mr. Intelligence. They entertain a visitor at Epcot. There's this poor kid who looks like he's excited to see this thing that's probably gonna, you know, kill him, like in an Asimov no- novel. But it looks oh, really yeah. like it's got it's the mime,
1: basically.
0: Yeah. It's got yeah. really this the thing of the Epcot like golf ball, the silver golf ball behind it. All this kind of stuff, you know, you, these are the things you see during um, your your kind of travels around Epcot. I would I really recommend anyone whoever goes to Disney or especially Epcot's my favorite part. Check out all the old, you know, Carousel Progress style things. You know the the things that like were, I think Tomorrowland does a lot of it, where you go and say like, okay, this is what we thought we we're gonna be like. Just like how back to the future thought we we're gonna have a hoverboards. Of course, we don't have that. We have um Elon Musk running X or Twitter <laughs> or whatever it is, and uh and, and cars that don't drive themselves. So that's what the carousel of progress promised us, and that's what we have. So yeah. it's always kind of fun to watch that in depression. depression. We're, we're not quite to the
1: Jetsons yet.
0: Dude, we're never gonna be the Jetsons. I <laughs> wish I had a, a house up in the in the sky where I could use a conveyor belt and stuff, but anyways, back to machine
1: man oh good old x51 <laughs>
0: but not even x51 here this is the imposter the fake machine man he breaks through this wall and people who uh who, who, anyone who's ever seen machine man should know that machine man doesn't like kool-aid man through a wall he's like oh yeah he uses yeah. His dynamite powers and goes through things you know whatever
1: He'd hack through the the doors. Yeah. He had like a, a key, a skeleton key, that comes out of his finger or something like that. You know, yeah. he's got finesse.
0: <laughs> I, you know, I I am really hesitant to say that, but he really does.
1: Yeah, well, compared to this guy, like I said, this, this guy, this is Purple Kool Aid Man.
0: He is. He's purple. Oh my god, he's Purple Kool Aid Man. It's kind of a gentle Kool Aid Man, but whatever. He's Kool Aid Man. He's like, oh, give me all your money. Um.
1: So, they, they didn't have all, all the purple packets. They had to throw some red in there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> X-51 tries to pick up the fake machine man and he can't. Yeah, it, it was like, I don't know. Machine man is like, what's going on here? You're so heavy. Well, he didn't realize that, Mr. I'm full of dense matter or mass. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm extremely heavy. Um You can't pick him up. So yeah, it was wholly flexed by the fake Machine Man to like, you know, you can't pick me up because I'm too heavy for you. Um, That was, you know, whatever. That's that's, sure. We'll go with that.
1: Oh, yeah. And well, and Machine Man had decided to turn himself in.
0: Oh, that's right. He did.
1: Yeah, because the Daily Bugle spotted him outside (laughs) of of Peter's jail cell window.
0: A freaking Daily Bugle, man. <laughs> he's like, hey, uh, guys, why don't you go ahead and arrest me because I know I'm innocent. And the whole time he's uh, he's in jail, the fake machine man just happens to pull a heist.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, they do it on purpose. They say, well, they're not going to be looking for us because they got machine huh. man in jail. Yeah. So, like, yeah, we can do one more. Nobody's even going to be watching for us. It's like, these guys aren't smart.
0: <laughs> They're really not. Senator Brickman's an idiot.
1: Yeah. And yeah, if Machine Man had just done this in the beginning, he could have saved himself a lot of headaches and said, Hey, it wasn't me. Go ahead and take me in. You'll,
0: you know, You'll I, I'll
1: prove my innocence the right way. But no.
0: And he, he's <laughs> great. Like, oh, okay. Thank you, gentlemen, that you've seen that I am not the the, uh, the perpetrator of these crimes. The, the whole gentleman thing was a very. I don't know. It was very silly. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, gentlemen. But uh, <laughs> then uh, they're like, know, yeah, okay. He's he's the fake uh, machine man. So what's happened?" That's that's when the whole fight breaks out. My apologies.
1: No, nah, it's all right. I-, I just thought that was a note that he finally decided. Oh, I'm gonna just go ahead and turn myself in.
0: Well, <laughs> honestly, it... let, let's let's be real here. Machine man kind of runs together. I'm surprised I was able to keep track of it this much at this point. Yeah. Yeah, but um, that was actually well, the Robot Roundup, so my fa- my fault.
1: Nah, it's all right. And, well, I mean, it's it's kind of circular. It's like, well, the whole plot of him running to prove him, his innocence his way is just completely negated just by, you know, a Daily Bugle
0: report. Like, oh, well, never mind. Freaking Daily Bugle, man. <laughs> Where's Peter Parker? Was he taking these pictures? No, he was not. No, Peter this Parker... was Dorothy Mason. <laughs> Some dame. And
1: she was talking to she was literally talking to the cops downstairs and walked out and (laughs) saw machine man like it looked like he was breaking into the prison and she didn't report it to the cops. She didn't go back in and go, hey, the guy you're looking for is on the side of the building. She's like, now this is my scoop. I'll tell everyone about it tomorrow morning.
0: Yeah. We're pretty sure that
1: would have made her an accessory after the fact.
0: She's a villain at this point. Yeah. That's why Peter (laughs) Parker is the hero um (laughs) so they they yeah they they have a tussle and like machine man has a x51 sorry has a hard time dealing with fake machine man because he's so dense but after everything's kind of exposed uh fake machine man is uh taken in and uh he's put into the machine that made him the the the, uh, ultra dense guy that he is Mm -hmm. and just like every good story it's reversed He's fine. He can go home to his family, but he he looks really rough. I don't know if you looked at the uh the art for his face now. He looks like he lost some weight.
1: Yeah, he's uh been with it rode hard and put up wet.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Doc, for helping me. Yeah, his hair. He was. He looked like a um. He looked like what were we talking about before? He looks like a, a guy from like a fifties like um heroic, you know, muscled guy. He looks like a guy who was on meth at this point. (laughs) His hair's all scraggly and like, you know, curly and stuff. It's like they took too much mass out. They took way (laughs) too much mass out of this guy. (laughs) Poor guy. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) So, so happy ending. X-51 is uh, exonerated and... Mr. Mass, uh, what was his name? I can't remember now. Barry. Well, okay, Barry. He had a name at the beginning.
1: Yeah, it kind of, like I say, he's a man who walks through walls. But, I mean, there the, the best name you're going to get for him is Barry.
0: Barry, like the tick?
1: Barry? Yes, that's exactly Barry, what I was, Barry. I was going there. It's like the fake machine man's name is Barry. The <laughs> fake tick is Barry. Your name is Barry, 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 Barry. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Who's the guy who calls himself the tick? Hey, oh, and he, and had a, he had a kinetic shield. Yeah, like push through <laughs> stuff. So, I mean, it, it could be the same
0: guy. <laughs> I love that story so much. One of the best episodes of The Tick. Tick versus The Tick. <laughs> oh, God, I miss that show. I got to watch that now. Anyways. Uh, oh, so- and
1: Brickman denies all the claims that, you know, Fred was, you know, like in on it. He was doing it for Brickman and decides to flip this into his presidential bid. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah cuz Fred decided he was going to kill what, Archie cuz he killed yeah. Archie's brother. Yep. Yeah, for no reason. <laughs> and then well, obviously keep he's quiet. evil. Right. <laughs> and and the doctor who turned uh Barry back to normal Mm-hmm. is Dr. Oliver Broadhurst who was the scientist who oversaw the program that led to X-51's creation. Oh, nice. But he's actually the one that put out the order to destroy the the X series robots because <laughs> they were failures. Yeah, and so well, but he later decided that the Machine Man was okay.
0: Well, that's nice. Yeah. You know, change of heart at the end is nice. Right, Shoot that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah. after all this we have a little blurb for the uh, next issue of Man of Iron the continuation of the story and man okay I'm looking at my phone here but I'm looking at the art of the face of the Man of Iron he goes Sammy he does not look like Jazz he looks rough but it look same style art but it, like they it changed. like I can see why they, they could turn this into fast lane now. Oh his yeah, look changed. <laughs> He's not jazz anymore. Um, but uh, you see these great little blurb on this, on this ad, where uh, they were talking about they had uh the editor had a um Transformers calendar. There's a little uh, asterisk and saying like Megatron features in your February calendar, so oh, yeah, February is Megatron month.
1: And that—that's not jazz in the window. That's Mirage.
0: Okay, that makes more sense, but it still looks a little weird for Mirage.
1: You'd have to look at the the next issue to catch it, but spoilers. Yes, that's Toy Face Mirage.
0: Yeah, I can see that. I actually, I'm purposely not reading ahead because I want to enjoy these, like you know, new. Yeah. I really do not remember this from the American uh, run. I wonder if I just skipped over it entirely because I, I got so disenchanted with the uh, that middle uh, pack.
1: Yeah, it was during the, the part, which, you know, we'll see later. You know, like it was after Optimus uh, played video games to death.
0: <laughs> oh, God. OK, yeah, I totally skipped this. OK, that's fantastic. No, I have these collected somewhere. I did not want to read this because the the stories were generally pretty bad, and I
1: it was right around Car Wash of Doom and Scraplets, and you know that kind of oh poor Blaster. They had that little rough patch there where like a lot of nothing was going on. The mechanic was like the big bad guy. That is the
0: worst cover. This 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 uh this like doughy guy in a in a suit. The mechanic.
1: When I first saw that, I was kind of hoping it was like spark plug had like gone evil
0: <laughs> and, and got
1: back at him because that, that, would've would've have that yeah. would have been perfect. That would been
0: so much better. Yeah, like the, the mechanic is 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 akin to a prime target with the uh, the uh, hunter on there.
1: Oh yeah, and we'll get to it because that's part of these comics. So you'll get to um, relive all that trauma.
0: Ed, get better so we can get to a prime target because that's <laughs> like it's like Craven the hunter but bad.
1: Oh yeah, bad. it's all about Dinsmore.
0: Yeah, I'm so <laughs> excited to get to the next uh, issue of uh, of our episode of uh, Transformers with Ed because it is make tracks.
1: Oh yeah. Oh, and we have Matt and the Cat.
0: Oh yeah, Matt and the Cat. Um, actually, the, Matt and the, the, the slowest
1: Cat, sci-fi comic in history.
0: <laughs> I thought he had progressed past this, but he's still hanging out with that. Head the with bowl arms. robot, yeah, like yeah, they,
1: they drag it out because yeah, I had to go back and look. Like, did they repeat the same comic? And no, almost... it's not. It's
0: <laughs> dude, it's so close to the repeat. Yeah, seriously, it is so bad. It is so slow.
1: And this the guy best repeat... part is he called him a horrid furry little creep. He did, was like, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's <laughs> like that's the progress right there. Is the robot insults the cat.
0: <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take anything I can get out of this. <laughs> um, yeah, honestly, Matt the cat, I, I love the way the cat's drawn. I don't know where the, where the hell Matt is, but the cat is my favorite character in this in this whole the whole comic strip. He's drawn very um Do you remember the doonesbury um the Yeah, the Bill. Cat Bill. Bill.
1: He's yeah, drawn Bill so the much cat. like
0: Bill. Yes. I I really like that a lot. That's the only thing I like about Matt the cat.
1: I think I would like Matt and the Cat more if he was as sickly as Bill, because Bill was always like <laughs> coughing up stuff and halfway yeah. dying.
0: Because Bill was a uh, Bill was a uh, '90s uh, rocker, mm-hmm. like early '90s, yeah, early '90s rocker who was obviously on plenty of uh, bad drugs. Yeah, like uh, all of them. Bill, <laughs> for you, man, all for you. I'm going to have to find a picture of Bill to put up on the uh, on the uh, YouTube just for that.
1: Oh, yeah. He was like, if Keith Richards was a cat, that would be 100%. Bill. 100%.
0: Yeah. 110%. Dude, <laughs> um, Kurt Cobain wishes he were as cool as Bill. <laughs> you did not do enough morphine to be as cool as Bill. <laughs> but um, Bill Bill went out at 26 instead of 27 just because he's that much cooler.
1: But uh um, kept going anyway like his body <laughs> the drugs kept his body going <laughs> he's been dead for decades but doesn't oh know it
0: god i can see it oh bill rip man um <laughs> those are the best comics we had during the 90s anyways um, uh, man uh, i appreciate you getting on this um i hope ed feels better soon
1: yeah get well soon ed
0: yeah, yeah. Um, I've had COVID three times, and you get it once, and it's rocking pretty hard. Trust me, it gets worse.
1: Yeah, I, I don't want it ever. I've, I've dodged it so far, so <laughs> yeah. No with
0: Everyone, Boo, um, is the master of, uh, of, uh, yeah, like masking up. <laughs> I'm the hide and seek champ. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 2019. <laughs> you really are. I got it early on in like January of 2020 before it came out. And like my throat felt like there was glass in my throat, broken glass in my throat. The next time I got it, it, still sucked. Wasn't as bad. Third time I got it, it was like a bad cold. I was like, I feel like my body's like, yeah, we've done this before. Okay. No more broken glass. You're, you'll just be kind of bad out for uh, for a week or so. But uh, yeah, at this point, we're all living with COVID except for you, Boo.
1: Yeah, I'm your, in the bubble.
0: Your hermetically sealed uh, chamber that you live in. Actually, if you look, if you ever looks at the YouTube, you can see the hermetically che- uh, uh, sealed chamber that he lives in. That's his face, actually. <laughs> so uh, his uh his oh. uh his handler is in front of like going hey jazz hands um <laughs> i'm like a hothouse orchid if
1: i ever get it it'll probably just kill me outright <laughs> i'll just wither
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right everyone thanks for being here this week um ed get better boo thanks for being here Hi, everyone oh, no check problem. the youtube if you haven't already give us a like on your Facebook favorite streaming service give us a thumbs up on youtube say really nice things about us even though we don't deserve it i appreciate please. it all. please <laughs> say nice things about us um i'm gonna there as always um i don't say this very much as the patreon link in the uh show notes um danny and jess thanks for so much for um yeah adding to that um i appreciate it all because one day my macbook's gonna go out and i gotta replace it so uh anyway every, anyways everyone thanks for being here Please uh, check us out next week and the week after that. I'm gonna do my best to keep going, going, and going until I can't go anymore. So um, have a great week, everyone. Have a great holiday season, whatever you celebrate. And um, Boo, you have a quote for us at all?
1: Ah, uh, you know, actually, I didn't prepare one this time, but um... oh, here we go. We'll just do a Machine Man quote this time. Oh man. <laughs> impossible <laughs> my programming would not permit it this is my powers would make robbery a ludicrous undertaking
0: <laughs> he's cursed with machine end quotes
1: oh man yeah well i mean he basically says he could rent himself out as a supercomputer if he really needed money so <laughs> 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 he's really smug for someone that doesn't know you know that you should just turn yourself into the cops instead of running from
0: <laughs> he would never have survived superman 3 all right, everyone. Thank you so much for being here. See you next week. Um, Boo, thanks for being here. Y'all take it easy. Thank Have you. a great week. Bye. Bye. <laughs> the Mises guys is performed by Evan Johns and Ed Strickland. Research is performed by Evan Johns, Ed Strickland, and with special research done by Boo of the Axelon Underground.net. All used images in the videos are property of Sunbow, Hasbro, Paramount, or Marvel. And as always, thank you so much for tuning in every week with us. We appreciate it.